This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. If you're looking for love, well, you've come to the wrong place. Because Kirsten and Scally show are truly a disgrace so we don't care about the love that might be there yeah we just want to see the drama hello everyone and welcome back to the love island usa rehab up here on the hot dummies on islands feed we will be talking about love island usa season five week six part one I'm Kirsten McInnes. I'm joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, Brian Scally. Scally, how are you? Hello, hello. Who ordered a bad boy? I'm here here to podcast about week six already of Love Island US. Never, ever keeps delivering. I'm so excited to be here. Excited to be here with a great guest, in fact. Yes, I think that we're we both have a genuinity when we say that we're excited for this guest. You might hey. know him from his appearances on Nothing But Netflix on RHAP. He came on the Instagram Live edition of Mess Magnets with Sasha and I, and he has his own podcast off the hook. It's Ty Graham. Ty, how are you? I am great. That was pro- ooh, that was so professional. I appreciate that. <laughs> Chappelle ain't never treat me like that. No, thank you, Kirsten. That was beautiful. Yeah. I got a text. Actually, I got a DM. It wasn't a text. It was a well, DM. I don't have your number. I could have texted you, but it's I don't fine. have your number. It's fine. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, Ty, what is your history with Love Island? Like, do you only watch U.S.? Have you watched U.K.? What's the situation? I only watch U.S. Um, been watching it since the beginning of U.S., 
And um, I have a special person that I watch it with all the time, which is my grandmother-in-law. So, yeah, that's, that's my history with Love so Island. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but have that's you been great. listening to the podcast every season? I'm just kidding. I'm no. kidding. <laughs> well, now I need yes. to know her favorites. I need yes, to know all her I takes have. as well. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, I can tell you. I can tell you so she don't she don't talk about her favorite. She only talks about the ones she doesn't like. Mm. So I can absolutely tell you which ones she don't like. Grandmothers are all the same, huh? Bring her on the podcast. <laughs> um, sounds like our kind of people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then from this season, Love Island USA, season five, who have been your favorites, least favorites? Do you have any overarching thoughts? I do. Um, <clears throat> I would say uh, my current favorite is the 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 late the little lady that was at the uh, grocery store. Her precious self. She did a little <laughs> smile, and that's my current favorite. Um, overarching thoughts. I would say I think it's my favorite Love Island season. Actually, I think the drama is there for us. I don't know about any of the other ones or whatever, but I think the drama is really, really strong in this one. There was a lot of, I was like jaw dropped, edge on my seat moments in this one. So I, I, I think um, this might be my favorite one. That's overarching. Um, and then favorite right now has definitely got to be Hannah. I feel like that's cliche. So I apologize for the listeners right now that I'm being <laughs> very uh, above the line with that one. but. Um, I would say my favorite guy is really tough because None I don't know them. if I like any of them yeah. that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Kirsten knows my favorite is King Bergie. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and uh, bless and bless your podcast by calling him King motherfucking Burby. Burby. <laughs> Burby. <laughs> Burby. Um, I mean, listen, the men are not giving this season, so I can't even really get mad for Burgie being your favorite. I just tell him, like, why is he here? I mean, the men <laughs> are giving drama. They That's are true. definitely giving drama. <laughs> so... Um, although I do on Marco watch because I've been very low on Marco pretty much the whole season. Yeah. Uh, in this batch, when <laughs> Hannah is giving another man a lap dance and he just turns and goes, work. I was like, okay, okay, Marco, did you just win me over? <laughs> oh, We're man. getting there. We're getting there. Okay. Yeah. He's had these yeah. ups and downs, but I feel like he's definitely given us moments. Yes. We'll see. Moments. Definitely moments, yes. Um, so I guess it feels so weird. We have to go all the way back to Sunday, Sunday. which feels like a different land uh compared to where we are now. But uh basically where we left off, Leo was trying to set up a cute little date for Cassie, but Cassie got pulled for a sneaky link date with Scott from Love Island UK series 10. And uh, now she's back and Imani's going on a date with Scott. Ooh, yeah. Didn't really form much, but I felt like Cassie and Scott had like a decent date where they were like giggly and eye contact. But I thought Scott and Imani had like actual good conversation. They seemed to connect decently well. And we've talked about it. Imani could connect with a brick wall, it seems like. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, in general, I thought this might be something. 
I mean, I don't know. Scott and Cassie just had a like a staring contest, and we're yeah. like, wow, yeah. what a good date. Well, which is why I thought that Imani mm-hmm. and Scott might have been something. Yeah, if only. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't think any of the dates went too too well. I think you know he's he's a charmer. He's been through this before, so it's easier for him to have a conversation in this setting. It's not awkward or anything for him. And so I just thought it was just him, just honestly being a a a talker the whole time. You know, with minimal talk from the other side. I think Cassie's always giggly with everybody. I think that's just her thing. Um, I, the only thing I was just confused by is why Woody from Toy Story was on the show. He looks like Woody. Like, look at him. Carmen said he's stunning. He has just like the quintessential British face. Like you just, Ooh. it's it's kind of like at the start of the season we said, you know, Berkey kind of looks British, but he's not British. Scott looks British, but he is British. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I agree that Berkey and Scott have very similar faces. I mean, I don't think that they look the same, <laughs> but like they could be distant cousins. I mean, so could most of the people on the show. Well, but. <laughs> I mean, you, okay, let's wait. You put two white men in a room, they could be distant cousins. I don't know. Oh, I don't God. know. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm <laughs> not me being toxic. Uh, I also just like, I would like to, I haven't had a chance to watch his season of Love Island UK yet. And this goes for me only, not Scally. Uh-huh. He said at the end of his season, he friend zoned the girl that he was coupled up with, who apparently is someone named Catherine. I would like a DM explaining what actually went down from the perspective of someone who watched Love Island UK series 10. Please DM me, uh, but do not send spoilers to Scally. <laughs> oh, Scally hasn't seen it either. Okay, yeah. so I'm not all the way through. Kirsten, did you get word that there might be some lies or going on there? I just am not ever gonna. Kirsten trusting gonna a man. Trust a man for uh, what he says, <laughs> um, especially on one of these shows. I don't think. From what I know, that it is entirely untrue, but we will see. I know that um, it was funny because right at the end, when they're debating who to send home, Kyle's like, "I just don't know if I can trust Scott's intentions." And like that's Scott's whole thing, basically on the UK series, is people oh. mostly unfairly questioning his un- intentions, or you know, it seeming to be unfair. And so at times, so it's funny that it gets called like right at the very last minute. I was like, "Really?" <laughs> like he goes right back to it. So uh, he so seems funny. fine. He seems nice enough i actually thought again like when scott has another chat i think um who is scott talking to no johnny johnny Johnny? yeah Yeah. scott and johnny when he's like flirting with her and he's like oh like basically like oh you're speechless oh there it is again like and he calls her out on it a couple times like i thought it was cute i think that like He's fine for especially for a late game edition. I think that bringing in basically a stunt casting is kind of the move because they don't really make a huge impact no matter what. So just like bring in a name. Why not? Yeah. And it draws the audience in a little bit from having somebody that they've seen before Mm -hmm. if they have watched other versions. So it it keeps it strong. Right. Because, you know, when we get to the end, there's that part where the audience does a lot of voting at the end of it. And so it would in a lot of ways, be unfair to the person that's coming in super late to try to really draw the audience in. He would have to get with somebody that the audience likes, you know, mm-hmm. initially. 100%. So that, that makes sense. I, 
so you tell me, Scally, since you've seen this wonderful individual before, <laughs> it like doesn't his conversations all sound the same? I mean, it doesn't just, have any layers to them. Every single Love Island conversation sound the same. I mean, I always think that the first one or two conversations are like, I like movies, but I also like hiking. And also I'm nice, but I also will tell it like it is. And it's like, wow, you're a deep person. You have layers. That's cool. So <laughs> like, I don't really blame a lot of his initial conversations sounding the same. I'm more so like, give me the friendship scenes. Give me the like, you're a couple talking about other people. That's where I feel like I actually get to know people. So I have a hard time judging him on like he is thrown into three first dates. Of course, they're going to sound pretty similar. Okay. I respect that. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, we also did get the final just conclusion to Bergie telling Imani like, I will not be <laughs> pursuing things with you. I'm closing things off with Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought he had kind of already done, but I guess he just had to really push it that it was <laughs> over. I like how Monty's like, ah, okay. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, like, <laughs> thankfully, Monty gets to go on a date with Scott and is like, okay, there are other options. It's it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was a fake like from from Imani. That was a true oh, yeah. fake like. Like, I want to try to stay on the in the villa as long as I can. Let me go mm-hmm. after Bergie because we had a good first date. You know that type of mm-hmm. thing. What what is what is she supposed to do? Right, like just give up and be like, I'm going home. I I I think it's totally fair to try and pursue any option you can. If she'd been able to turn Bergie's head, that's just good gameplay. But uh. I mean, at a certain point when you run out of options, like it doesn't become fake to say I like Bergie more than I like no one. Um, So (laughs) like that, like may as well. I I hear you. So that's the question about this show, right? Like they have the little challenges. That's not what we're talking about here. We're is this a love show or is this like a, a challenge show? Like because. If it is, there's a part where I'm going to bring this back up, the same little thought process back up way later on, you know, in one of these uh, further episodes. But yeah, I'm just I'm just curious. Is it a love show or is it a challenge show because it has money attached to it at the end? I think it's both. I think that it's more of a game show than a love show because in general, especially for U.S., the relationships haven't really worked out. Uh, In the U.K., there's more successful couples and marriages and babies and that kind of stuff. But uh, in the U.S., like, who's together still? Sydney and Isaiah (laughs) and possibly one other couple that we don't talk about. Uh, So, yeah, play the game. Stay in the house. Get the money. It depends on and to your point, those two broke up and then came back together. Sorry, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. No, no problem. <laughs> I think it depends on what like vantage point you're asking from. I mean, for me, it's just a people watching show. Like I like to see mess and how they react to it. Um, but mm-hmm. I think the show itself is always going to classify itself as a love show. I think that that is how it would ultimately be classified. Um, but and I think especially because the prize is so little, <laughs> like I wouldn't classify it as a challenge show. You know, people care about staying around and like that is really the challenge aspect of it is sticking on the show. But uh, the prize at the end, I don't think is a determining factor almost at all for me. Okay. And to that point, I just want to bring up actually some some of the conversation I've been seeing on the Love Island USA subreddit. How, do either of you peruse? Ooh, I, I do not. Often. 
So there are so many people theorizing this season on the Love Island USA subreddit. There's a couple of different theories. One theory is that Carmen and Kenzo not only know each other, but they've been dating for a long time and they schemed to come on this show and win the money, which I think is ridiculous. Uh, And the other theory is that people think that Marco and Hannah are just like, I guess, master strategists that are doing everything fake to win the game. I don't blame the okay so I heard the first one you know about I think it was like they met at a gym at their gym or something I think they go to the same gym but I don't think they've ever actually met because like she works nights and he works days so when would they be going to the gym at the same time okay okay and then (laughs) so the second one I rocks with it (laughs) (laughs) and the only reason I rock with it is because like you said, the winner at the end is who's still together. And so they haven't seen, other than Cindy and Isaiah, actually, um, they haven't seen this type of relationship on Love Island, U.S., where not only do, they've seen uh, relationships where they go from almost like beginning to end, but not like this deeply. And maybe the one true one that happened that way, the old light-skinned dude who I can't even remember was faking it the whole time. He was faking it the whole time. Y'all knew what I'm talking about. I can't Caleb. remember that name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I get why people will go to the lengths of saying, nah, they just strategy. They just trying to get their little little money at the end and then, you know, go their separate ways three months later, six months later, like I, uh, Taylor and um your boy. <laughs> I saw a post that was like, they're so desperate to win. They'll even like have sex during the day while Bergie watch, like watches the door. And I was like, what the That's hell does much. that have to do with when, like, what's much. wrong with you people? I just think that like Bergie's the- in on it. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's he's he helping them win. <laughs> I just think that ultimately like does the timing of like asking to be boyfriend, girlfriend, or when they drop, I love you, like making sure that they're spaced out enough that they're separate TV moments and stuff like that. Like mm. I could see those type of stuff being strategized, but in terms of like elaborate schemes to get on the same show and like, this was all planned out. Like if you are, you're doing a bad job of it because like there's much more like direct ways that we could be doing this. Um, so I think that ultimately I don't really buy into too many, but like at the most, maybe like, you know, Marco is holding on to that boyfriend, girlfriend ask for the right moment, that final date or something. Yeah, he's waiting for a date. And if anything, production is rigging it by not giving the date until it's going to have the most impact on a vote. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Deal or No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. So, okay, Cassie and Leo do have their little unofficial date where he's, like, drawn a heart in the sand. And... uh, Yeah, after so much waiting, and to the point where Kenzo's like, should should we just, like, go on at me and you together at this point? Like, because I don't think she's coming back. Because when she... And when she does come back, she pulls Carmen instantly and talks to her for quite a while. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. I mean, it takes a while to actually get Cassie and Leo onto this date. And then once they finally do, like, it's cute. They bring over the drinks. Leo's like, my heart sinks to my ass when I see you. How romantic. To Um, me, that sounds bad. Like, heart (laughs) sinking is normally not a good situation (laughs) this is leo i you know the logic's not there so um but the fact that cassie immediately is like oh my god but the romance story is completely closed so should we go see what's going on over there um (laughs) oops i was so proud of her in this moment and honestly he's like well if there's no chance at all then i want to just go home i'm like okay there's the door go like uh, enough of these fake threats like it's just kind of manipulative to bring out like oh well tell me we have a shot or i'm leaving yeah mm-hmm. i'm i'm so happy that you don't like leo i'm so <laughs> happy that you don't like leo i don't think he's been getting enough for his his actions i don't think I he's agree. been getting enough hate for his actions i'm looking for leo's name this whole time <laughs> go back previous episodes and thought, oh yeah, he definitely getting voted out. That man has sex <laughs> with another <laughs> woman. Why think, is he not so, getting the hate? <laughs> I think the only reason why he didn't get the full extent of hate is because his behavior happened at the same time as Keenan's, And Keenan tried to like gaslight and lie to everyone about what he did and leo though he didn't have a great response at least was like okay i know i fucked up i'll be a baby about it but i know i fucked up so i think that that kind of shielded him a little bit because keenan was like i wouldn't change a thing i did nothing wrong and so then people just directed all their hate at him and leo kind of squeaked by i agree i think they should have both gone home in the last one see i agree with that's probably the perspective that makes a lot of sense what doesn't make sense then is that are if people are so willing to forgive leo because he shows some contrition then why are we knocking kk for going back to keenan all those times right that's that's my issue like why are you dogging somebody and then look at you oh you're doing the same exact thing that you thought kk didn't have self-respect for you People forgave him so easily. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely crazy. And I've been very firm on my, I wish KK made different choices, but like, leave her alone. She's going through some shit. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I always watch these shows and even when people behave badly, uh, I mean, rarely would it make air to the point where I'm like, this person is actually bad and I dislike them as a person for their behavior on the show. So even when it's going on, I say all the time and you know that two demons could be falling in love and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> like, you know, that is my own issues. That's a good but, point. Good point. you know, I'm watching like Cassie and Leo and I'm like, I don't want you to get back with him, but I don't dislike him. And I don't like when she ultimately like will make that decision. I'm just like, all right, well, you know, at least she made him wait a little bit, <laughs> like right. a little bit. Yeah, helps. She did make him wait. Uh, but also, <laughs> I was devastated when she chose him because I thought we were going to get something amazing. Well, and then we that. didn't. What do you think we were to get? Um, well, so what we also get in these episodes is so first of all, they just kind of lightly introduce it. We get a scene of Johnny and Cassie like sitting on one of the loungers together and they're just kind of flirting a bit. 
And then they're both like, oh yeah, I'm really turned on by that interaction with each other. I'm like, excuse me, say more. Uh, (laughs) And then we find out that Johnny is bisexual and they did not portrayed in like the weird gross way they normally talk about bisexual women on these shows and then we find out that cassie is questioning and is really attracted to johnny which i was like well that is stereotypical queer behavior they look identical of course they're gonna be attracted to each other <laughs> like oh my god it's listen it's a stereotype There's some and, dragging us all. oh my god <laughs> and um then I think, the, I think the best way to be by is to love yourself, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so Cassie actually pulls Johnny for a chat. They talk about both of their sexualities in what I thought was like a very beautiful way. It wasn't, again, a lot of times when it's bisexual women, it's super uh sexualized for the enjoyment of men watching the show or for men on the show and i feel like they really didn't do that with johnny and cassie they have a beautiful kiss they have several conversations about you know how they like to be in relationships and i was just like what did i say a week and a half ago scally i said i wish johnny and cassie would kiss Oh, wow. And then they did. And I was like, yes, I'm getting what I want. Like, I hope they get married. <laughs> like, get the U-Haul. It's happening. Uh, and then it didn't. Happen. Yeah, I did feel like this was one of the first times between US and UK where it was like, oh, this is being treated seriously. Like, yeah. it's not, you know, two women are talking and there are six men cheering on the side. Like, it is, yeah. you know, you know, it, it doesn't seem like. For privacy. Yeah, look at that. So it didn't seem like anyone was making, you know, like the show was treating it normally. Everything was good. I did question right from the beginning with Cassie, as she oh, says yeah. later, being so new to exploring mm-hmm. her sexuality. If first she was going to feel comfortable, and also like if Johnny was going to like basically be willing to walk her through this entire process of finding herself from yes. step one. So I think that uh while it was very fun. Oh my God, what a story of Cassie and the oh, like goodness. the other woman from Casa Amor getting together yes. and ultimately falling in love and winning the season together. Like maybe my favorite Love Island story ever. I think it's so. everything I've ever yes. wanted. But yes, you make really good points. Like there's both of their sexualities was really discussed in like an open, honest, serious way. And it also brought up the challenges presented mm-hmm. in the couple with this being Cassie's kind of first realization that she actually would want to explore with a woman. So I totally get why she wouldn't want to do that on TV when she said she's never talked to her mom about it, but she knows her mom will be fine because she just wants her to be happy. Did a tear come into my eye? Yes. Yeah. And I, I want to clarify. It's not that I think that she or that you meant it this way um, that it's not that I think she would want not want to uh, explore it on TV, but just basically like, even if you are ready and open to exploring, like there is still a process and like, mm-hmm. you know, it's very new. It is going to be like figuring it out. And while it's like ideally would be like snap your fingers and we're good to go. Like that's just not realistic in Cassie. Like finally acknowledging and exploring her sexuality yeah and it's it's just not the world that we live in so yes. it just sucks uh 
for her that she would have to have extra considerations before pursuing someone because of that. Uh, but I would listen. I There's still hope. They could still end up together outside <laughs> of the villa. And if they dated for real, I don't think I could ever ship anyone harder because also what a beautiful couple too. Kirsten, I think I think Scally's point almost you could I think there's hope there because Scally's point is like technically this is like her maybe maybe not her first experience. We don't know her life. But yes, this is like a new newish new experience for her. Like, I don't remember the first time I started liking girls. You know, what I mean, so she is doing that as an adult, which is wow, something that. I can't imagine necessarily, but I know there's probably there's, there's got to be some nervousness in there. And then like you like you just said, Kirsten, to do it on TV as well for the first time and stuff like that. That's yeah, that makes sense. So because of that, I think there's hope that there's some exploration still needing to be had on Cassie's part outside of the villa. And that might open up the opportunity for her and John to get back together. Absolutely. I mean, I really liked even like a good first step was like Cassie and Johnny's conversation where Cassie's talking about like, this is awkward, but like, do you like to be the dominant one in a relationship? Because that's the position that I'm used to. And I don't know how I would be in a relationship with another woman. And so like, she's figuring that out and seeing like, is she the same exact role? Like, how does this work for her? And so she doesn't know herself in a relationship with a woman, let alone with Johnny. So like, I think that that was like a super healthy conversation. It was really cute where Johnny's like, no, like I'm fine being submissive. Cassie says, we'll go 50, 50. So like, these are the good conversations, but it was just like too late into the season where I thought that it was ultimately going to work. Yeah. If Johnny had come in at the start, like, Maybe things could be different if they'd had more time to get to know each other. I don't know. But uh, that's still who I wish I could vote for to win this season. <laughs> but I can't. And it's fine. Uh, I'll I'll move on. Uh, but yes. Yeah, so I guess just to close the loop, uh, Johnny and Pig Scott after this. So Mattia finally goes home. And wins. Not super surprising for me. Honestly, it was that I just thought that Scott would have already been picked by then. I thought Imani was going to pick Scott, to be honest. because I was uh, floored by Imani's choice. Oh, my God. Like, we can talk about Imani and Zay, but, like, even Imani's like, I got to go to Florida. I was like, no, you don't. Um, <laughs> like, you know, they barely had a conversation outside of that. Um, it, it was like, oh, you're not a partier? Like, me neither. And, like, that was it. And yeah. then it was talk of like, we had the deepest conversation ever. And it was so amazing. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. Interesting right. that we saw none of it. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> when she said she had to go to Florida, I was like, mm, we've been trying to plan a girl's trip for next year. And my sister suggested going to Florida. And I said, I'm not going to Florida. <laughs> 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 it just yeah i mean the thing is that i don't really know how much there was more than this because no like even when imani's talking about it, she's like yeah we had that one great conversation it's like oh like the one well it <laughs> seems it. like they only just started talking a day sure. ago which i guess makes sense because zay's been trying to open up him and destiny's relationship and every time he tries to talk to her she just says i don't want to talk to you right now <laughs> which to me means you're open like if she won't even talk to you 
You're, feel free to go talk to other women. It's fine. <laughs> so this is a great moment for me to tell y'all. Number one hated on the list for my wonderful grandmother-in-law is Destiny. Ooh. She can't stand her. No, I love Destiny. She's <laughs> so messy for no her. reason. I'm not <laughs> really that surprised. That's why she can't stand uh, her. It's so hilarious. <laughs> I just... I, I think that like there's so much to get to Leo and Cassie. We'll go back to them. I feel like once we're on Destiny right now, when it's like I'm gonna talk to you, and she's like, no, and he's like, well, I want to be up. No, no, and just walking away. Like I was cracking up because it's like there's not really that much to say. I don't feel like Destiny really ever planned on having this conversation. I don't know if she just wanted to then like put it on pause, which I feel like we've kind of seen her done before, like put it on pause, come back. And she's like, actually I'm done with this so that she could say that she ended things. Uh, I kind of felt like Queen. maybe that's what was happening. I just no, but I just love, she's like, I'm not talking to you. And he's like, no, but I am talking to you anyways. And she's just like, I don't, li- I'm not listening. I can't hear you. <laughs> this was, that was chaos. I like, was- this is a 28 year old woman. <laughs> that was so wild and then when she talks later um when she's having conversations later she's like oh me and zay are done i told him it's over it's like did you (laughs) like when did you talk uh you're not gonna get me to slant your destiny on this podcast (laughs) she's so so unhinged just i i i respect i respect what part of it i think she has bad communication all right we get past that listen Eight, Enneagram eight representation is important. <laughs> <laughs> you funny. You funny because we're gonna talk about that, Kirsten. You being real funny. <laughs> I respect she has high standards though. I respect the yeah. hell out of that. Like well, she's like, not giving you no play unless she really, really feeling you. She walked in as a 28-year-old to an average age of what 21 and a half in yeah, the villa. Right. Like She's been fighting an uphill battle since day one. And, and intelligent AF, right? Like yes. women are already smart, like, I don't know, two to three age age years smarter than men on a regular basis, <laughs> right? <laughs> but also she has high intelligence just characteristically. So it's kind of like a double whammy that she's the oldest. She's extremely intelligent, probably, you know, above average at this point based off of just her knowledge and what she talked about. And in this young man at the same time. Like, it's just so many different layers there for her. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. I do. I did find it funny that they threw in like a Scott and Destiny conversation as if that was going to go somewhere. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we had already found out that Scott was 22 and granted, he says he's been away from home by the age of 14, which I do think makes someone much more mature. (laughs) And he's like, but like didn't have a choice. We're never exploring that on the show again, apparently. Um, But uh, (laughs) I feel like as soon as you know, he's 22, like there's not really going to be anything here. I mean, Zay is only 23. God knows how old Kyle is. Uh, If you got an ounce of screen time, maybe. Does anyone know? Does anyone know how old Kyle is? Do you have any idea what Kyle's job is, either of you? No. Who's Kyle? <laughs> I mean, exactly. even, even the announcer Ian is like, if Kyle's got any screen time, like, it's your own show. <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay, he is a soccer coach. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And he will turn 25 in October. 
Yeah, I think he's from the tri-state area. I he's remember from this now. Queens, baby. Yeah, I got. I you know, I got it. I think, but I think, I think it's almost kind of clear, and maybe what might be what we should expect from Casa. You are you're coming in late for a reason, right? And there's been situations where the men and women on Casa have been better looking, more appealing to me. Than the original or the OGs, right? So it's not just about looks. It's something with your personality that says, mm, "We only need you for a week." And so I think, I think he Kyle can even get that, there, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think Kyle fits there. Is that yeah? We just we just need to see you for a week, right? Um, Mattia fits there to me. Like, yeah. I mean, how much like, of that is like results oriented? Where we're like they just enter so late they never had a chance so we don't get to see any of their personality um but i do agree that often that is the case i mean matia went on two love shows this summer just like what? scott so he was on bachelor in paradise canada this summer ty wow you know that reminds me of given his boringness on multiple shows uh winston winston did oh the same God. thing and i, I was like even after Big Brother, they people put him on. Didn't they put him on Love Island? <laughs> Ron, yeah, Ron Love Winston was your winner pick, Scally, and then his intro oh, package was him shooting guns. And yeah. you were like, never mind. The, yeah, like <laughs> quickest regret I've ever had. Yeah. Three minutes um, on the show. I, I don't remember exactly how the convo went when I did Winston's Love Island USA exit interview. Oh, but I remember just being like, there is so little there. Like, what are we doing? Here? Oh, God. What? A, dude, this is too much airtime for Winston. I'm just I just I got to put one more joke out there. Is it the part where you say I don't remember the conversation, the zing of the conversation? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um. Damn. Yeah. Poor, poor Kyle. He's not I on mean, the show, but also get, like they probably get a stipend, right? So good for him. Yeah, we get one conversation between him and Destiny, like post recoupling, because at the recoupling, Destiny is even talking about how she was really prepared to just choose herself and like basically saying she was going to go home mm-hmm. without anybody. But then she has this amazing connection with Kyle. Don't know when that happened, but uh, like uh, they all of a sudden are a decently strong couple enough for her to stick around and they talk about like how it is kind of weird they swapped partners you know considering Imani and Zay are now partnered up but otherwise like I don't feel like we've gotten to know them at all and I imagine they're going to be in danger on this next vote 100% I think it's pretty clear yeah and so she did say something when she chose him to him and I didn't know if that was a lifeline as in true real relationship or lifeline as in strategy because she said Mm. she said specifically or no he said to her thank you for being my lifeline and I'm like hmm I wonder if she just chose him for the purpose of staying on because like you said she was on the way out like of her own choosing and so it makes sense with that part of it to for him to say hey thank you for staying for me that type of thing. Okay, That's interesting. Okay. Always possible. 
Interesting, interesting. Interesting. Let's see. Uh, Kirsten, who do you want to jump to? There's so many couples that had I, what stories this week? Well, I guess, you know, I feel like Bergie and Taylor don't have a lot, so we could <laughs> we could get them off the list. Oh, I think um, let's let Ty talk about show. It's your show. It's your show. No, no. Like, you're welcome to say anything you need to say about Bergie and Taylor. We're not cutting them off. No, I'm just messing with you. I'm just saying <laughs> you're not going to you're not going to move past my king like that. You're not gonna move past <laughs> like so what do you think about Bergie up until this point, Ty? Because I know you said you've called him king. You've said Ooh. that <laughs> he's, you know, your fave on the boys side. So what are your thoughts on Bergie? What are your thoughts on Bergie and Taylor? Yes. Okay. So we've had a little bit of this conversation already. How I see it, being a former nerd, not to the level of Fergie, I had more experience than that. But <laughs> I, being a former nerd, anytime I see a nerd on these love shows, and it's not often, I get giddy about it. Now, typically, the nerd that's on the show is also extremely great looking, and then they have those quote-unquote cool qualities about them that they don't come off as nerd. They just happen to like Harry Potter, like Harmon, right? And so <laughs> I got, got giddy when I see Bergie on. Um, there was a part in the middle of the season where he went through like three, four, like initial, you know, you're cool. And then once they saw somebody sexier, they was like, ah, never mind. <laughs> never mind, yeah. Bergie. I see you in the friend zone, right? And I was like, Bergie, just go from the show, right? And then right after that is when Taylor S. came in. Now, I know there's some people that think, hey, Taylor S. is not really there for him. She's just using it strategically. And, you know, and I will say even in, uh, I think, today's show, when they said the line that you were talking about earlier, Scally, with um, the UK guy, Mm-hmm. They actually put the uh, not here for the right intent. They actually put the camera right on Taylor Ooh. <laughs> when, when they when they did that. But I think they're just reading stuff. Right. It's just like us. And so <laughs> it's me. I'm people. I'm people. <laughs> Kirsten's typing up a storm as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> but she, they getting some night love. His old pacey self got some confidence like that's that's dope to me to see. Not only he's a nerd. He's not as good looking as the rest of the guys. He's extremely awkward, but now he's doing dances in USA flag uh, panties. That's a generous word for what he did. But sure. <laughs> <laughs> The growth there is so dope to me being a former nerd that needed to build confidence in myself. Right. That's why I call him King. That's there it. you go. My whole thing with Bergie has been, I have liked Bergie just fine. I have not loved how this, show mostly set Bergie up to fail at almost every opportunity and so that's where I had an issue with his inclusion in the show is it felt like we really didn't give him any realistic opportunities and kind of uh set up you know I mean from day one where like he's going home 99% of the time on that first twist and then getting brought back like it just always felt like he was getting set up so now that Taylor's here I was questioning a little bit in Casa more <laughs> and I was not so sure. A lot of people have pointed out and said like Taylor never looks happy. Oh my God. Doesn't she look miserable? But I don't know. I just feel like there's too much going on in that bed. <laughs> they are. What I, those covers a little I, too much. Yeah, but I think that you are 
underestimating the amount or the length that people will go to to like stay on a show and get social media clout. I the just thing is like Taylor could very easily tell Bergie like I move slow, like I'm a slow burn. Like it's been done before with Bergie and he'd be perfectly willing to move at a slower pace and she's not doing that. I don't know. I just can't imagine not having the ick for someone that I had to ask, do you know how to use tongue when you kiss? And they say no. Like to me, close for business. Goodbye. It's over. <laughs> even if I had liked them before that. So I, I don't know. I just don't buy it. But if she wins and gets the money, then I respect the hell out of what she's done. <laughs> I, honestly, I'm glad you said that, Kirsten, because I do think that there's some projection. I'm not saying all. I don't know everybody's mind, but I do think there's a projection of there's no way I could get with mm-hmm. an experienced guy, mm-hmm. right? And they're saying so. There's no way that she could get with an experienced guy, but maybe she likes it. Like it, it could be like <laughs> everyone has different, you know, limits of what they're willing to like teach or learn together. And I'll, you know what? If if I'm wrong and they're just like a happy couple and they like all the seasons and they have four children, then like nobody's losing there. Like Bergie wins, Taylor. <laughs> right. Right? Like everyone's happy. Like <laughs> I, that's all I care about. Really, is that. No one's miserable. That's funny. <laughs> I don't necessarily care about happy couples. I expect them to break up, but I get that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, again, also, if they date for real and then they break up, but that's also fine. Like, to me, once they're off the show, they're none of my business anymore anyway. <laughs> right, so it, right, right. it's fine. Thanks. <laughs> they're for Mel to update me on, and that's about it. Um, oh, do you think then- Mel's going to follow Bergie after the season? Mm, out of obligation probably mostly but you know it's also for them to show up on love island games this fall that's about my intent if i okay here's the thing though where i'm putting my fucking foot down if bergie is on love island games (laughs) it's curtains like i i will be apoplectic with you're gonna be lucky if he's not manager no let this man live <laughs> i would personally like to block his blessings <laughs> oh my gosh he's just as pacey as wes <laughs> oh, i mean i he might be the only person alive pastier than me so <laughs> and I don't I'm know. Out here, all my friends have summer tans and i'm looking like a victorian ghost standing next to them. <laughs> not victorian I will say that, um, I mean, Taylor jumped when Scott enters and asks, like, who's exclusive, who's closed off. And Taylor jumps to say she's closed off. Like, she has not taken any opportunity to get to know people. Because she knows the game. She came in late. She's not winning the season with Scott. Bergie's her meal ticket. Usually I look at most people as aiming to stick around more than win but yeah, that's oh, yeah but it's the end it's the end game right um yeah. look at me i'm like wow the people on reddit are so unwell people are not strategic masterminds and i'm like but taylor <laughs> strategic queen. i don't know i did also enjoy there was another moment with bergie hannah and marco where marco kind of like waves at bergie in the morning and bergie's like what's up and hannah's like oh uh he wants to have sex midday and bergie's like okay i gotta go <laughs> like, <laughs> 
So I the did like ongoing from, chronicles there. I did yeah. like from Bergie when the men were making dinner and the women are like, what's going on? And he's like, oh, we didn't know the oven wasn't on. And Mark was like, Bergie, shut up. Again, <laughs> the men would die for each other, but not Bergie. He wouldn't <sighs> do it. <laughs> it's insane. Okay. Uh, wh- who should we go to next? Mm. Or is there more about Bergie and Taylor? Did anything actually like happen with them other than that? Not really. No. I mean, yeah, not really. Yeah, uh, like I think we'll get back to Bergie in the challenge, but otherwise, uh, no, I think they more. pretty much finished out there. We could talk about. Uh, let's talk about the challenge because I think it's a good lead into uh, another couple. Yes. So. Obviously, we get the Hearths on Fire Challenge, a Love Island classic. It is stripping. It is lap dances. And the name of the game is who can raise whose heart rate the most via lap dances. A normal game that people play in real life, too. Mm, Did you see that you can buy the costumes on the Love Island website that they wore? Okay. Hey. The actual not the a- not the, no 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 not the actual ones oh, they wore but like the same weirder. the same as the ones that they wore like your own copy of okay. it I think which Maybe one are you was- buying? Oh, um, <laughs> the the jumpsuit that I think Kyle wore. <laughs> <laughs> you want the flight suit? <laughs> I want the flight suit. Oh, that was Scott. That was can- Scott, right? That was Scott. That was Scott. Yeah, Scott was in the flight suit. Oh, yeah, Scott. Yeah. Yes, I can go as one of the girls from Booksmart for Halloween if I get the flight suit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think I'm gonna go with um because I never, you know, personally, I think she's an attractive girl, but I never personally find her found her attractive. But she wore that that angel outfit well. And Carmen, Carmen wore that outfit well. So yeah, I would I would uh let me let me grab that one. So you're buying okay. that for someone, gotcha. Okay, okay. All right. yeah, of course, All of right. course. Um, <laughs> See, Sally, I'm like, which is your favorite one? Oh, this is so tough. I feel like the pirate one was memes from Kenzo. Yeah. <laughs> like, imagine was... being such a salty little baby dressed in that pirate. <laughs> that was memes. Um, I didn't hate that baseball costume, but <laughs> I, I have to say, I do like I, I liked Cassie's costume. What was Cassie as again? She was Let's the construction see. worker. She the construction the worker vibes. Yes, yeah. But uh, this challenge was fun. I always find this challenge to be pretty fun. Um, I like when, you know, don't pull the Kenzo. Like, I liked where, like, you know, especially because we had, like, low-key a lot of singles this deep into the season. And, like, Cassie goes really hard. Like, Imani goes really hard. Leo goes really hard in this challenge. Mm-hmm. Sheesh. Uh, yeah, people went for it. Uh, I do think that when you say like Imani, Cassie, and Leo, Leo. they're probably the three that went the hardest. Oh my God, Leo yeah. was kissing Hannah's inner thighs. <laughs> I was like, what is going yeah. on? That was I, yeah, that was wow. Like I would, the kissing part is eh, that like yeah, you, know, you and Mark have known each other since day one, bro. Like what you doing? <laughs> like simmer down, please, please. Now. That's a valid Kenzo moment. Yes. What happened isn't valid at yes. all, but you know, we'll, we'll get there. But yeah, I think they did the best dancing. 100%. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I guess basically the main part of the challenge is the the drama that it gets. But I guess first, you know, we got to talk about the Bergie moments because I guess oh. he did have some moments during this challenge. Um, <laughs> he tried. First of all, we we get first Taylor dancing and she is dressed as a nurse. And it's like, Bergie doesn't even know what to do. She's like, sit down, like stand up, like sit down. Like, <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> I, <laughs> he's that like lost so his funny. mind. Like she danced on him and his brain yeah. is gone. <laughs> he doesn't have it down, anymore. And the man to drops to the floor. Yep. Like. <laughs> Like a Dairy Queen, Queen ice cream. Um, so <laughs> you're supposed to be able to tip the blizzard upside down, Ty. <laughs> hey, listen, he's but still they don't an do that anymore. Oh, they don't. They don't I mean, I think they're supposed anymore? to, but I'm not. I last time I got a blizzard, they didn't tip it upside down, and I think it would have fallen out of the cup. Oh, they got to get Bergie over there for quality control. <laughs> <laughs> don't want no soft serve hope. I don't know. I'm watching this. I think Bergie's a little distracted. I think he might be slacking on the job lately. <laughs> There's too much going on here. Every strip club has amateur night. Okay. <laughs> King alone. <laughs> no, this was so funny because look, here's the thing. Bergie just watched like a lot of people go and be very sensual. Like, People know how to move their bodies. And then, <laughs> you know, those um, when you're a kid and there's like the giant inflatable ball that has a strap that you bounce up and down on on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> he looked like he was on one of those. <laughs> he was truly just like bouncing around, giggling. <laughs> I was like, all right. I mean, he's making contact, but it's, it's a try. I think it that's so generous. Tough for <laughs> but Bergie, Bergie was leaning into the jokes of it all like he for knows sure. he's not giving the same strip tease as some of the others he's not trying to be anything he's not when he turns to Carmen and is like I can't even remember what he says specifically but he's like you like put me in the friend zone or so I'm going to put my ass in your face and then starts like <laughs> taking his ass I was like what is that <laughs> I thought he was going to skip her or something and then just to be like I'm going to put my ass in your face like oh, oh <laughs> you get the warning you know the full warning oh my gosh that's funny yeah but I don't know this was fun I mean I wasn't surprised when we get to the results the um, like women have pretty like mixed results in terms of who raised the hearts the most. Like Imani gets two, Cassie gets two, but otherwise pretty spread across the board. Whereas for the women, it's like, and Leo, 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 like, oh, okay. I couldn't believe that Johnny's heart was raised the most by Zay <laughs> because Zay looked like stiff as a board. I mean, <laughs> Uh, Woody from Toy Story, the way he was moving. <laughs> mm, never mind. Uh, you funny. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Anyways, he, his body was not moving right. So, but maybe Johnny's heart rose from like fear. It was a okay. couple of these Casa boys that didn't give into it. I think Matea did the same thing. It was very uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like they said, Zay was boring. I feel like, did they even say Kyle was boring too? They were just like a oh, couple I mean, people. Did Kyle even do a dance? I'm 
Didn't oh know. yes, because yeah. he had the he had the tiny little shorts on underneath. I remember. I remember the size. There you go. But yeah, like we said, the main thing that comes from this challenge is Carmen and Kenzo. Where Carmen comes out and participates in the challenge, as you know, anyone would, not even you know, to any large extent. Yeah. Okay. Kenzo was saying she was kissing people on the neck. I didn't see her actually kissing anyone on the neck. Am I wrong? Um, I, I feel like let's see. She was like getting close. He even says like, "Oh, it looked like." So I don't know if he admits that he was mistaken. Um, but it did seem like she was. Uh, I thought at one point that she might have been doing neck kisses. Okay. I didn't. Okay. I didn't see the kisses. Maybe she put her head down in the neck area, um, and then especially somebody who's already on the side of she shouldn't be dancing with anybody. You're gonna see that kiss, whether it happened or not. Fair point. Fair. Yeah. But even like this conversation after, <laughs> I mean, Carmen immediately gets upset, notices that Kenzo is feeling off, and it like she gets him like really upset and I feel really bad. They have that conversation after and I feel like he can talk about that. He's upset, but like the way it it was, no, I'm sorry. No, it's fair to like be upset and have feelings. Like you can't help the feelings that you have. And we all sometimes have irrational feelings, but what you can help is being a baby back bitch about it because what the hell is wrong with him? Like, he, you know, he sees Carmen dancing with others and he's not happy. He thinks, oh, you know, this crosses a boundary. Well, Carmen's boundary that she thought they had set was kissing. So maybe when they got the text that they were going to do a strip tease tonight, he should have pulled her and said, hey, how are we participating in this? Rather than just assuming that she's a mind reader and then getting mad when she participates like to the full extent. Yeah. Of so the what challenge. I was going to say. Is that like, look, he can be upset, but I don't think that like upset like goes at Carmen. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like it is like, yeah, I'm like, that was not fun. I was not thrilled. And especially being like, why couldn't you be like Hannah? Hannah was so respectful and nice. That why was, couldn't you be uh, like Hannah? I, I, well, like, and and I feel like Hannah's dancing was the same as Carmen's dancing. I mean, at least what the, yeah, the thing is like, who knows based on what like they show. But um, it, it just was like, regardless of it was the same, different, better, worse. Like, it was weird. And I was glad that Carmen was like, go date Hannah then. Like, you weirdo. Why are you yes. saying this that was the egregious part for me when he and he said it twice mm-hmm. that was man i was like i was cringe and i was like why are you doing this this is so dumb i think he felt it at at, at a point and started to kind of come back and say you know i, I think he, even in that same conversation he was like i'm sorry you know sit down no i don't want you to cry i feel you know i feel bad that type of stuff i don't have the exact verbiage but it, it that was the egregious part and in a way it seems like that was like the the line that he felt he crossed immediately after he said it the second time <laughs> and then he started to change his tune it was I, rough though i also like the second carmen did her dance kenzo puts his little pouty face on for the whole rest of the challenge and then when it's her his turn to dance he like only dances on carmen but like in a weirdly angry way, like it didn't look sexual, it didn't look intimate, it didn't look fun. It looked like he was like 
punishing her and like they both looked really uncomfortable and then he left and everyone's like what the hell and so for him to do that and then like have a little temper tantrum like again you can't help the feelings you have lots of us get an emotional response and then we realize later like oh man like that's more about me than about anybody else and let me just like put that aside and move on and maybe apologize if I have to you can't be taking it out on people like that. And especially this is someone you want to date. Can't treat your girlfriend like that. Yeah, it was weird. And so I was at least glad that he finally was like, no, 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 I'm sorry. Like, and it's not good. I hope that they uh, work through this and learn better for next time. But yeah, not great. I've got my alarm. My, my, the flag is up. Look, I'm I'm not voting for them to win the season. (laughs) I just like, Carmen a lot, and I want her to be happy. Ooh, I didn't like her at first. Oh, I've I've loved her from the jump. She brings so much drama. Yeah, I didn't like her because I thought she treated King Bergy wrong. We don't have to go. We don't have to go back to episode three or anything. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) I think Bergy treated Carmen wrong a little bit. Ooh, interesting. All right, we keep forward because we can so, talk about it another time. Yeah. <laughs> Back to Carmen and who I have recently thought. Uh, I don't know if you'll get the reference, but uh, looks like Hassan Piker's little brother Kenzo. Um, ultimately, they do end up coupling up, and I feel like you know this was not in any doubt for me feel like solid couple that was always going to be like making it there at the end but i'm not really i'm eyeing them for like a solid fourth place yeah i don't think that the public loves carmen very much so Mm -hmm. i i don't think that they've got much of a shot but like and it's also like they're officially boyfriend girlfriend like what she's gonna pick someone else and send him home at the end (laughs) yeah should be them leaving And I mean, I think honestly, the main issue with their relationship as far as winning is concerned is Kinsel is so boring. Like even Ian made a conversation about it or made a joke about it. Like he is so boring. I don't I don't get how he got. Never mind. I get how he got on. Well, he's handsome. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also like especially with really good looking people they can get away with not really having anything else going on because people will just project like whatever they want that person to be onto them and then it doesn't even really matter that much what they're actually like Mm -hmm. it's a miracle i developed a personality but (laughs) um so (laughs) um yeah i don't know i feel like who do we really have left here we've talked about the challenge i i think you wanted to talk more about the leo and i think there's so much to go over here i mean because we went over the like cassie being strong phase and like she tells the girls like i'm not giving in i'm not whatever and i mean that stays for a little bit everyone's really proud of her i'm sure us included but the warning signs were there i mean as soon as leo says basically like First of all, what an arbitrary set of words when he's like, I'm just waiting for you to tell me that like to stop uh, like uh, what did he even say as the he was like, I'm waiting on these specific words. And they were not like they they didn't make any 
sense to me. If you think um, I'm going to remember a specific word that Leo un- said. Please. He said he won't step away until she says the words pull all the way back. Like she said, no. She said the romance door is closed. She said, go home. She said she doesn't trust you. She said they will never recover from this. And he's like, I need you to tell me to pull all the way back. And she walks away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, this is getting back together at this point. Like, absolutely. This little poem awful poem absolutely terrible one of the and worst i've ever heard in my life leo do not quit your job oh my god <laughs> like, does leo have a job i mean who knows um whatever he does don't you know don't go into poetry that is not your field it is fine not everyone you know most can uh but i think once we then like get through the cassie and johnny stuff i've seen a number of relationships on love island like work through issues and like be successful. I think the fact that even after this final recoupling, Cassie is telling Leo, like you still got to work for it. This is not like just set. I can see a world in which I'm like, okay, I'm fine with this relationship continuing. Yeah. I mean, again, they weren't like totally closed off or in a monogamous relationship when Everything went down with Johnny, even though they had said they were falling for each other. So it's like, it's still bad, but Do I, didn't I don't love. know. Sorry? Do what I didn't love when, when they said is, they're in love with each other? No, well, whatever. Just like accepting that. When Cassie is like, how do you feel about like me pursuing Johnny and kissing her? And he's like, oh, it doesn't bother me at all. And he says, you can kiss anyone. We're not exclusive. I feel like if Cassie's kissing another man, he has an issue and he gets jealous. So I, mean, I think like, is he just not taking like Cassie exploring with a woman? That, I don't know that I that think is we're the case. Primed for that. I think we're super primed from that based on how like all like by women are portrayed in media. Yes. Um, but I do also think if he says that about anyone, like if she had been pursuing Scott and was like, well, does it bug you that I'm kissing Scott? And he said, yes, it bugs yeah. me. Uh, I still be like, mm, but you're not together, so grow up. Uh, no, but sure. I do see your point. I think that that probably informs. It is. I'm saying I'm not like thinking that that is what he is doing or what no, he we is don't saying, know. But it is could be. something that we've seen so often that it like raised that flag immediately. Yep. That's a good point. I did. That is a good point. I I think that he's been a charmer. The other than the movie night, he's been even with Anna. Mm-hmm. Like he was very you know, calm. He was very, you're right. You know, in all of those situations, that's been his, until he got to his boiling point. So in, in a lot of ways, maybe it's his true version of himself. Like I'm not, I'm not in the place where I, I just completely can't stand the guy. It just seems like he is keeping calm and kind of priming himself because he knows there are cameras there. Mm-hmm. Now I have a question. If Johnny was picking before Cassie, do you think Johnny picks Cassie or do you think Johnny picks Scott? I think she kind of did want Cassie. Cassie. I agree. Mm-hmm. Remember, she's the one that's, I don't know, you know, more experienced than Cassie. I'll sure. say that. Yeah. I don't well, because that's what basically we I mean, don't. Cassie says. Cassie says she's never explored with a woman before and that that kiss with Johnny was her first ever that confirmed for her that she's interested in women. And Johnny says, I'm bisexual. Yeah. We don't know her level of experience. Yeah. Yeah. And well, because Johnny's like, I didn't want to like bring that, like really like start it, like 
exploring that or expressing interest because I didn't want people to think I had ulterior motives in their friendships and yada yada, um, which is annoying that she has to deal with, but obviously. And then um, Cassie talks about how her friends had told her like, Cassie, we think you might be bi. And she's like, oh, ha ha before and like never actually explored anything or thought much of it herself. So it doesn't seem at least how portrayed that Cassie has explored, whereas Johnny has. And so I thought, again, is Johnny going to be hesitant about taking on Cassie in this moment? But I do kind of agree where she says, like, my feelings were like a little hurt. And I think things have solidified with Scott. But I think in that moment, it might have been leading Cassie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, one we get was this was Cassie the one where it was like she's like been she had been wanting to kiss KK like all season, yeah, um, she was. So I think that probably and some, Destiny. some elements of it had like maybe been discussed but not been a part of the show. Uh, and mm. like maybe, maybe she in the way of a lot of bisexual women, uh you know, acts a little differently drunk and, you know, drunk words or sober thoughts kind of thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Who knows? Who knows? Um, I think, you know, like you said, I would have voted for them so fast just because of the story. Oh <laughs> just because of the story. Um, like, yes, I'm going to be more likely to vote for a queer couple. But also the story of it being specifically the two women that Leo screwed over <laughs> would have been such a good story. It's just the you can't you couldn't write a, a better narrative than that. Mm hmm. So. Still just so sad. Um, I thought it was funny as well when Leo goes to bring Cassie like pancakes and he goes into the get ready room and like sits down and all the women are like, what are you doing in here? Like you are not allowed to stay in this room. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what do you do in here all day? Oh, let Leo be one of the girlies. <laughs> he could never be. Uh -huh. And he never will be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It was what it was. Uh, I think we're probably going to skip the boys cooking dinner and everyone being really clueless how to make a basic meal. Yeah, they made spaghetti and red sauce uh, for the record. <laughs> like the easiest thing that I think pretty much any college student would be able to put this meal together in a better way. Everyone complimented. Like I saw those noodles. Those noodles were not right. Those look do scary. not. Do not tell me that this meal was so good and you're surprised at how good the boys did because that meal did not look great. Um, I kind of was disappointed that they sent all of the men to buy and cook the meal. I really like when they send a couple on like a cute date to buy the groceries and then they cook for everyone. And it's like a little bit more stressful because it's just two people preparing the meal. Uh, I, I, mean, I, just really I think that was Love Island's one moment to say like, Look, we're not just a love show. We're educating men to shop and make dinner for their women. Too. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just do not think it's cute or funny to be like, wow, look, these men don't know what basic produce is. Ha ha. Marco can't tell a lime and an avocado apart. Like, that's embarrassing. They He's, don't even look this. They're they not the don't. Same color. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, 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 excuse me what did right. you like what did you just say to me about marco like that's not cute it's not funny it's not i don't funny. like it and didn't only two of them really cook i can't remember who i think yeah so. zay and, and bergie they thought we're gonna carry look at those okay. noodles 
I mean, really? even Bergy, like everyone's like, Bergy, this cake. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I mean, that was a Duncan Hines mix. So like, this is not that hard. So yeah, he poured in the olive oil in one egg and he just poured it in one space on the cake and it just kind of dripped all over because when they cut it, you could see it was really dry on the side and they didn't put mm. no chocolate sauce on the side. It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And he was knuckles deep picking out eggshell in that batter. So that was a problem. (laughs) It's like, just could one person be there to tell him that if you use the eggshell, it will attract the other eggshells and get it out of the mix easier. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, we all knew that. (laughs) Well, if you if you crack get eggshell in your mixture, if you use a little bit of the eggshell you have left, it will help you scoop it out much easier. So everyone learned something today. Mm. She's right. She's right. Oh my god! Goodness. That to me, that's I don't I I don't know if that's something (laughs) that like everyone knows or not. So apparently not. But I just never get eggshell in. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this least compatible vote. Something that happens very often on Love Island. Often there will be a vote at the end for the least compatible, but it's like whoever gets the most votes or whoever gets like the three couples that get the most votes or like if you get a vote at all, you are up for elimination by public vote very frequently. This is not the first time, I don't think, but the first time in a while where I remember seeing it as just straight up, you are voting someone out of this building. And I like it. Make them get some blood on their hands. They haven't had to all season, really. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised by any of the votes or how this went overall? Mm, not surprised, but I do appreciate there was some harsh words a little bit in there. Like Hannah said something. And then, of course, the whole situation with um, Zay. Uh, went down as well. So I, I would say definitely not surprised because, you know, Armani's not too high on my hit on my list of likes or whatever the case may be. And then Zay, I just don't know enough about him. So that makes sense. Um, I thought Johnny and Scotty were going to get more votes. I thought it was going to be a three-way t- tie. Uh, that's the only change that I thought would have happened. But other than that, you know, it went down the way it, it made sense. Yeah. It seemed like on their way out that Hannah and Taylor were two people that were like the most like apologetic and like, oh, like we're so sad to see Imani go. So it made sense that they were the only two not to vote for them to leave as well. Um, but in general, as soon as we had seen the clip of Zay being like, it's a friendship couple. I was like, oh, goodbye. <laughs> You're done. Whether it's by public vote on the next vote or mm-hmm like this it was just like the absolute death sentence that he put on their game yeah for sure it's on him and you know what he does a lot of stuff wrong so we're not surprised by that mm-hmm. <laughs> how jealous do you think he is that Bergie got to wear an american flag in his strip tees <laughs> i've been thinking about it for 24 hours full hours let's go probably very <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um yeah i don't know but then with this is now the second week in a row where uh comments about an elimination get called disrespectful and uh basically why'd you say that well because you said it zay <laughs> you said it because you said it and it inf- informed our decision Mm-hmm. Yeah, he changed his mind honestly very quickly. I mean, based off of what we saw in the edit, because he spent maybe like let's say it was a five minute argument or whatever. The first two minutes, he was like, "Nah, nah, nah. Why you do that?" 
And in the last three minutes, he was like, you know what? You're right. I'll take ownership. Like he was giving people hugs at the end. And he was like, yeah, no, nah, it's on me. I did it. And I'm like, wait a minute. Stand up. Well, no, but he is a man and he will stand by everything he's ever said and be accountable for it, Ty. I think everything you've ever said. Oh, okay. Everything. The whole gamut. Hmm. Damn. Wow. Every tweet and everything. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Ending there, we do find out that we are also going to be getting a vote for the public of the yes. remaining, what is it, six couples. And it's who should make it to the finale. The couples with the least votes are going to be vulnerable. Now, who do we expect to be vulnerable? And uh, who are you voting for? Well, again, I can't vote because Love Island USA has made Canada a second class (laughs) citizen uh, in Love Island USA land. Uh, I think I... I just like want Cassie to be on the show. So I think I'd have to vote for them just to like make sure that she's bolstered to make it to the finale because I really feel like Cassie has made the season as fun as it's been. Uh, But I, I mean like Hannah and Marco, I think are everyone's like favorite at this point. I I was all in on Carmen and Kenzo until Kenzo acted like a clown this week. Ooh. I was not all in on Carmen and Kenzo. I was definitely a Hannah and well, like, I, I, I wanted Hannah and Marco to win the season, but I was like, Kenzo and Carmen could like end up together. Like it could really okay. happen for them. For the second time. I'm just, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 Nothing wrong with a second chance romance. <laughs> you know, I feel like I'm still, I'm not like fully out on their chances of, you know, being a happy, healthy couple. We will mm, see. I just think if he's going to be a butthead, then he's going to be a butthead. And Carmen is that girl who's like, dump him. Anyone comes to her with any issue and she's like, dump his ass. You are still giving Leo and Cassie a chance. Let's go ahead. I, I don't want, I do not want Leo and Cassie to be together, but I want Cassie to stay being on the show mm. until the end. That is why. <laughs> Queen early villain. Now every now everybody's on her side. That's that's a flip. That is. I was on her side from the beginning. Running the show. That's what I mean. She was definitely the villain in the beginning yeah. of the show, and then right turn, mm-hmm. and now it's not. She's not in the villain role. Like she is ran this show. I never ever like you, Kirsten. Never wanted her off the show. I need her on this show. And even though I don't rock with their relationship, I'm definitely voting Cassie and Leo because I just need Cassie to go to the end. Yeah. Um, pres- I'm presuming it's going to be like a bottom three. So my guess is that Johnny and Scott for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I would assume destiny and Kyle based on the amount of screen time. Now I feel like it's probably like, I feel like Taylor and Bergie are safe. Hannah and Marco are safe. Probably Carmen and Kenzo versus uh, Leo and Cassie fighting for that, like third spot. So I do think that Leo and Cassie, if you want them to stay on the show, it's a worthwhile vote. Mm. yes Um, now i do have a question okay is there any shot in this last week and a half or so of episodes that we could redeem leo and cassie enough in the viewers eyes that they could win this show yes yeah tell me why (laughs) because of what kirsten said about leo is that other than movie night 
he was very somber, very down. Mm -hmm. That's quickly going to get people back on their on their side. And plus, you know, obviously people are starting, you know, may not have liked Cassie in the beginning, but they definitely are on her side now. And if you think about it, if that is a success, that is the most growth on the show as well. Mm -hmm. And people would vote for that. I agree completely. And also pretty much all of the footage of them together has been Leo making her coffee, making her breakfast, trying Mm. to win her back. And I feel like people are suckers for that. Yeah. I mean, if we are looking at this, which sometimes I do too, (laughs) in terms of who like really carried the season who were the stars of the season who was like the main storyline of the season i think it's leo and cassie Mm -hmm. so i am not necessarily voting for them to win um i think that i need to uh jump on this hannah and marco train to sorry ty but prevent bergie from winning um but (laughs) um i think that look there have been couples that have had similar bumps in the road when the show before so i would not be floored to see it and honestly i would not want bergie uh and taylor s to win yeah okay but but wait mm -hmm. what if they win and then taylor takes the money because (laughs) i would like to see it (laughs) No, she will not. You you have to forgive bananas, Kirsten, if 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 you agreed with that move. Um, I do not have to do anything regarding bananas that I don't want to do, <laughs> and you can't make me. I um oh yeah, but yeah, with Bergie and T- I think I I don't want him to win. I think that would be too much, right? I want him to get to the end because I do think that it might be possible that Love Island could educate the world and do like a montage of Bergie's lack of confidence to now dancing with uh, three-tone three-tone legs. So I would like to see that montage for the nerds out there, but I don't want them to win. No, I don't either. For the nerds. <laughs> I mean, Bergie Loki has been like the other main storyline of the season. So we will see. And I want to know who to blame for that. What <laughs> happened? How did we get here? Did he blackmail someone? Did he climb over a fence? How did this happen? Yeah. Wasn't if it, it was subreddit that um, he knew a producer and the producer got him on? It's always that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his dad works for the network, just like yeah. 17 other past. But that's supposed to be like against the like contract you signed. Yeah, it's not real. They're all they're all someone. wrong. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. So. Gives me the ache. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's gonna be Johnny and Scott, but I'm like not mad at getting to watch them develop a tiny bit. Yeah. Or maybe Scott has a huge fan base from Love Island UK. That and could be it. Yeah. Who knows? And, and I don't think people are against Johnny too too much now either. No. No, Johnny's yeah. had very sympathetic content for oh, over nice. a week. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. That makes sense. 
Mm-hmm. So we will see. Okay. Well, is there anything else we have to talk about? I feel ready to wrap this up and move on to week six, part two in just a couple days. I can't wait. When we next record, we will know the results from the vote that's happening tonight, or at least part of the results. And we'll be joined by Haley Strong. So that will be very fun. Ty, thank you so much for joining us. This has been such a blast. Bless y'all. Yeah, this is very sweet of y'all to to invite me on this lovely podcast. I had a ball. I had a ball. So thank you. Uh, can you say that as though we're not like Ty's our friend and we want to talk to him? You're doing <laughs> us a favor, but thank you. <laughs> but Ty, if people would like to hear more from you, where would they be able to find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, tgram0711. Uh, yeah, that's it. Don't follow me on Instagram. Just do it on Twitter. And listen to his podcast. Off the hook. Off the hook. Off the hook. Yes. Amazing. And Scally, what else do you have going on this week? I, uh, anything I'm doing is on Twitter at Brian underscore Scally. I'm also on Twitch at twitch.tv slash bscally. I'm regularly talking about the challenge USA over on the Dom and Colin podcast with Matt Ligori was able to, uh, actually squeeze in a podcast just before this. So that will be up shortly. People should check that out. Um, guesting on big brother every so often over on RHAP and uh, popping up every so often, which uh, again, will be on Twitter. Brian underscore Scally. Amazing. Yes. And if you want to hear more from me um, here on the hot dummies on Island speed, Maggie Morgan and I will be breaking down the temptation Island season five finale on Wednesday night after the episode airs and after the reunion airs, closing the book on that one. And you can hear me and Sasha Joseph every week on Mess Magnets, talking pop culture, slub gossip, trending topics, all that good stuff. And then anything else I do, I will post on Twitter at Kirsten Said What. I'm also on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Kirsten Said What. And I guess I should plug, I'm the official Twilight fact checker for Rob Has a Podcast. And I did a fact-checking session for them on the Robin and Kivanita podcast Trilight this week, which has been, which was really fun. And so far, everyone liked it and nobody's been mean. So keep that up. We will be back Friday night to talk about Love Island Week 6, Part 2 with Haley Strong. We will see you then. Bye. If you're looking for love, well, you've come to the Kirsten and Scally Well they don't know a thing And the men that they cast on this show Are truly a disgrace So we don't care About the love that might be there Yeah we just want to see the drama